0: Thank you for listening to The Life Church of Kansas City, Missouri. Consider supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com, subscribing, and sharing this message with your friends. God bless you. 6-1. Listen to this. Now, in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying. Think about that. Maybe they're talking, you remember in those days When the number of the disciples was just multiplying. Verse 7. Then the word of God spread. The number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Don't miss that last phrase. A great many of the priests. This means, this is a prophetic word for us. Then in the last days, that denominational ordained pastors are going to get revelation of the mighty God in Christ and water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. It's already happening throughout the whole world. It's already happened here in Kansas City. And more is coming. Hallelujah. Everybody say Revelation. Look at chapter 11, verse 21. The hand of the Lord was with them. Don't miss that. You can't do anything for God unless the hand of the Lord is with you. And a great number believed and turned to the Lord. One time, the Bible said 5,000. But now, it's beyond that. Now, it's a great number believed. And turn to the Lord. Look at chapter 16, verse 5. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. I I don't know what this says to you, but it looks to me like daily churches were being planted. Daily believers were recognizing the call and obeying Jesus And doing what he had called and anointed them to do. As I read these four verses today, it looks to me like the church is winning. Is that what it looks like to you? Amen. They're winning. The number of disciples is multiplying. The number of churches is multiplying. They're not only winning, but it looks to me like they're running up the score. Against who? The enemy, the devil, false doctrine, sort of like the Royals ran up the score on the Twins in the first inning Friday night. I had to get over that. They scored nine runs in the first inning. It was over. Game over. So my message today is in the form of a question, are we winning? Amen. Are we winning? How many believes you're on the winning side? Do you believe you're winning? Come on. Are you winning? Don't we love winners? Everybody going to help me preach by saying amen at least one time, may be seated. Thank you for all those amens. And if you didn't say amen and you were seated, you have to give me one more in the next 30 minutes. A few years ago in Yukon, Oklahoma, two high school teams were playing in the first round of the state basketball championship playoffs. Hugo High was leading Millwood High 37 to 36 with four minutes left. Hugo, the leading team, had the ball. All they had to do was inbound the pass and hold it for four seconds, and it would be game over. Go to the next round. Hugo's star forward, caught the inbound pass, but instead of just holding it and running around and dribbling it, incredulously, he took a shot, and he made it. He raised his hands in victory. He's running around the court looking for a teammate to celebrate him, but they weren't celebrating. There was one problem. In the pandemonium of that intense moment, he became confused and shot the ball at the wrong basket. And he looked up at the scoreboard painfully to realize he, his team just lost 38 to 37. Are we winning? <laughs> Are you scoring for the right team? Turn to somebody and say, you better be scoring points for the right team. You see, scoreboards never lie. Scoreboards tell the truth. I brought a scoreboard with me Perhaps you didn't realize this, but after the Super Bowl, some of you weren't aware that it was delayed in Pennsylvania and Michigan and Wisconsin and Georgia. And then, after all those people watched the Super Bowl, the Chiefs actually won 119 to 31. So, what do we count at TLC? What numbers are on our scoreboard? Are we winning? Or are we losing? Are you winning? Are you losing? Do we even know what the score is? Now, I've got another picture to show you. Raise your hand if you've ever seen one of these before. Oh, I see we have a lot of first-generation Pentecostals in the house today. This is an old-time church register. They used to have them, like, right there, prominently displayed so everybody could see it. And that's where they sort of kept score. You know, we got attendance today, attendance last Sunday, offering today, offering last Sunday, offering a year ago. Oh, that's not doing too good. I think they're losing And it would be the Sunday school superintendent's shining moment as he would walk in at the appropriate time in the service like, and he had the new numbers and he would post them up there. Well, one superintendent had been away for a few weeks and he'd lost quite a bit of weight. He'd sort of been a sort of a big guy and he'd lost quite a bit of weight and it was his first time to really post the numbers and hadn't really paid attention to everything and he lifted up his hand put the new numbers in, and his trousers fell to the floor. And I think they were losing now. (laughs) Oh, forgive me for having fun. So what are we counting? What's on our church register? What's important to us? We count whatever's important to us, don't we? I think you do. Yeah. Do you know how old you are? Somebody said, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Sure. You don't ask somebody how old they are and they have to get out their calculator and take off their shoes and use their toes to count how old they are. No. Do you ever walk up to somebody and say, how many kids you got? They're like, yeah. I have to really think about that one. No, we we count that. We know that. We, we take good account of that because that's important to us and then when the grandchildren come along we count those very very well some people count the number of years they've worked for a company but others count how many years they have left until they retire sometimes we count what we've saved in our bank accounts or what we've invested in our portfolio retirement account One man was praying one day. He said, God, what's a million dollars to you? The Lord said, ah, just a penny. The man said, God, what's a thousand years to you? The Lord said, ah, just a day. The man said, Lord, could I just have a penny? And the Lord said, give me a day. (laughs) So what do you count? Do you count what you want to count? Or do you count what Jesus counts? At the Life Church, we really want to count what matters. What did Jesus count? How did he know if he was winning or losing? He counted sparrows, talents, hairs on your head, wise and foolish people, number of stars. He counted the number of his disciples. If he'd walked up to Jesus and said, how many disciples do you have? He goes, oh, I don't know. I got a few. No, he prayed all night long before he chose how many? 12. 12 disciples. Have you ever wondered why he didn't choose 50? Or a 100. Or a thousand? Wouldn't it be merrier to have more? No, he chose 12. 12 is a symbolic number. It is a ruling number. 12 is the number of spiritual authority. And he's building his church on the foundation of these 12. Jesus didn't just randomly pick 10 or 15 or 20. No, he picks 12 after he prays all night long. He would have rather had 12 that were committed and sold out and trained and equipped and discipled and were efficient and were disciplined than to have a 100 lazy, spoon-fed wannabes. <laughs> That were just, you know, happy to hang out and eat free food on Chip Fish Sunday and get to see cool stuff and brag about how, you know, they're in the club. Oh no, Jesus let 5,000. Of those men, those kinds of people, plus women and children, walk away on Fish and Chips Sunday. And he was even willing to let the 12 walk away after the multitude left. He said, Will you also go away? And Peter stood up and said, Oh no, you prayed all night before you chose us. Where are we gonna go? For we know and believe and are sure that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Aren't you glad that you know who Jesus is? Aren't you glad that he counted you worthy and he called you and he chose you? Let me tell you something. When he was on the cross, you were on his mind. Amen. When he was suffering and bleeding and dying, he wanted you. He chose you before the foundation of the world and God doesn't make junk and he's calling you today. He's calling you to join a winning team. Let me tell you something. I read the back of the book and we win. Everything that's of the devil, everything that's of the world is going down. It's going to crash. It'll be crashed. I want all the kids that were at youth camp this week. Stand up, you guys. Get up there. How come you weren't up here in the worship Oh, some of you were. Jackson, were you filled with the Holy Ghost in camp? That was awesome. Amen. (laughs) T, did you develop a heart for God? Amen. What happened to you, Emmanuel, at camp? What did God say to you? He opened up more. How about you, sweetie? She had a vision. Savannah. Oh, worship went to a new level. Zoe. Opened up to God. Tavia. She understands her calling. Come on. Amen. This is the winning team. Come on. This is the winning team. Hey, man. They didn't come back saying, I took my first drag off of a joint. I had my first sip of alcohol. I looked at pornography. No, they said, we're getting on the right team. Oh, and we're going to win. Turn to somebody and say, we're going to win. Hallelujah. Everybody all right? Listen. God will honor the smallest sacrifice. God will bless you for what you think is an insignificant gesture. Jesus even said, if you give a cup of cold water in my name, you will receive the prophet's reward. I'm looking at winners today. I'm looking at the finest people on the face of the earth, the called, the chosen, the redeemed, the set apart. Amen. You know what God thinks about us? He didn't say you're a low down bunch of no good scallywags that I drug out of jail and prison and drug you off the street and you're, you're nothing and you'll never be nothing. No, no, no. Do you know how the Lord speaks to us? He says, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people that I have called out of darkness into his marvelous light. If he's called you out of darkness, you're called to get on the winning team. If he's called you out of darkness, you've been called to shake this world up. If you've been called out of darkness, you've been drafted. I'm looking at first round draft choices. God doesn't make junk. <laughs> Woo. Don't feel like you're losing because you're not turning the world upside down. A cup of cold water. Blessing somebody with a kind word. Making a difference. There's a difference with a smile and a Holy Ghost smile. I was talking to somebody this week, they said when so-and-so walked in the room, change the atmosphere. Not everybody has that. You don't have to change the atmosphere, just change one person. (laughs) I got some help back there tonight, today. You've probably heard this story. I got it in chicken soup for the soul. There was a guy who was jogging down the beach and he saw this old man. He was way up ahead and he was bending down and he was picking up something and he was throwing it out into the water and And did he pick up another one and throw it out in the water? And the jogger got up there and he saw this thousands and thousands of starfish that got washed up on the shore. And he said to that old man, he said, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm, I'm trying to get the starfish back out to sea. He said, you'll never get them all out there. You'll never make a difference. The sun's coming out, the tide's going out. They're all going to be dead before the tide goes back in. You'll never make a difference. And with that, he just bent down and picked up another one. And he threw it out into the water. He said, well, I made a difference in that one. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. God's calling winners today. God's calling winners to make a difference in one. God's calling us. uh, Don't tell me you don't have anything to say. Don't tell God you don't have anything to offer. He's called you. He's equipped you. He will give you what you need. Hallelujah. Oh, let's clap our hands. I want the winners to clap your hands right now. You may be seated. I see Brother Mark here. He's always in row one, seat A. Don't you sit in his seat unless you worship like he does, unless you love lost people like he does. People that some of us wouldn't take the time for, he has a heart for. <laughs> he's always sending me a picture of some hospital he's in, some, some recovery place, some rehab place, on the street corner. He said, to me, Pastor, I got to minister to this one today. I got to minister to that one today. Is he going to get them all? No, but he's making a difference in that one. That's what I'm talking about, winning, winning, winning. Don't let the devil tell you you're not valuable. Don't let the enemy tell you you don't have any gifts. You don't have any talent. You don't have anything to offer. I'm going to tell you something. The Bible says little is much when God is in it. It is not by the Lord to save by many or by few. Oh, hallelujah. I feel like running up the score today. I feel like running out of here and making a difference. (laughs) Cameron, last Sunday night, was it last week or two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, Pentecost Sunday. You were in Milwaukee. Stand up, Cameron. Cameron was there. Where's Adam? There's Adam. Adam and Cameron were in Milwaukee with evangelist Josh Herring. They had an outpouring service coming out of COVID. There was about 2,000 people there. And in-house, I think maybe 350, about 350 were filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit for the first time and another 800 beyond the walls of that building. I say it's time to start running up the score. It's time to wreak havoc on the kingdom of darkness. They were laying hands on them and God was filling them with the Holy Ghost. But let me tell you something. We may not all be there. We may not all be in a place where 350 gets saved all at one time. But if one sinner, today, I know where sin abounds. I know sin is abounding. I know sin is abounding. I don't even have time To get into all of that. Sin is abounding. How many realize that we're counterculture to this world? Come on. If you love God, if you're living your life by the Bible, you can't go along with the cosmos, with the spirit of this world. We are swimming upstream. We are counterculture to the politics. We are counterculture, amen, to the economy. We are counterculture to the values and the principles by which people navigate their life. Uh, I want to tell you something here today, my friend, it's going to be a battle. Everything worth winning is going to be won uphill all the way, but you can make a difference. If one sinner repents. We have a metro of 2.6 million, but if one sinner repents today, I say we're winning. (laughs) Yes. If that one that repented says, you know what? I'm going to take it a step further. I know that he's forgiven me of my sin, but now I want him to wash my sins away. I want him to radically deal with my sin. If you want to know what God thinks about sin, look at Jesus on the cross. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. God radically dealt with sin on the cross so you can have your sins washed Away. (laughs) If one sinner repents today, we're winning. Amen. Clap your hands again if you're on the winning side. (laughs) Jesus is praying at the end of his ministry, three and a half years, he's made disciples. And he says in verse 4 of John 17, Lord, I've finished the work. I won. <laughs> I won. Everyone that you gave me, I still have them all. He said, except one. Amen. The son of perdition. Judas cooperated with the devil. It didn't have to be Judas. He, was, he had a target on his soul because he was greedy. And because he didn't get it, And because he thought he could betray Jesus, go home with 30 pieces of silver and come back the next day and Jesus would jump off the cross and everything would be fine. He didn't understand redemption's plan. He was out of it. Listen, the only way you'll ever lose is if you don't get it here today. The only way you'll ever lose is if you start partnering Amen, with spirits and attitudes that are contradictory to what God wants to do. But let me tell you something. You can even be on the losing side and work against the kingdom of God. And God can take it out of your hands. And he can use it for his glory. As rebellious as Judas was, God said, I'm going to use it to save the world. And later Paul said, if the prince of this world had known what would have happened when he crucified the Lord of glory, he would have never done it you can't do anything against the truth. I want to serve an announcement to the spirit of this age. I've got an announcement for Antichrist. I've got an announcement for the cancel culture. Amen. I've got an announcement for communism. I've got an announcement for every ideology and every philosophy. Amen. That is coming against the word of God. You cannot do anything against the truth but for the truth. And before Jesus comes, there's going to be an outpouring of the spirit and sinners and got to repent oh I'm on the winning team today <laughs> and Jesus you may be seated he's at the end of his ministry and he's sort of wrapping things up he's doing the paperwork he's ready to punch out is that connecting with you now it's over he said Lord I finished the work the work of making disciples. The work of building a winning team. Oh, they're so awesome. Every one of them's going to lay down their life. Now listen, even Jesus didn't win at all. He had one that he lost. But 92% ain't bad. Yeah. God had two members of his church in the church of the Garden of Eden. And he lost them both God knows how you feel when all your ducks get out of line and you spend time with people and they don't believe they don't obey listen you're never losing when you're taking the word to somebody you're never losing when you're investing your life for a kingdom purpose you're winning you're winning because the Bible says that if we will sow then we will reap where we where we have not sowed, but you have to sow before you can reap where you have not sowed. What that means is, every one of you that has ever taught a Bible study and it never came to fruition, listen to me now. I'm calling the devil a liar, and some of you haven't signed up for Connect Group because you said, I've tried that, and i failed, and nobody did anything. Let me tell you something. It was because of your labor. It was because of your faithfulness. It was because of you going out and doing the mission. We may not have reaped there, but we have reaped somewhere else, Somebody's here today. You may not have touched them, but they came in because of your sacrifice. Stand up if you are at the prayer meeting last night. This little lady, she wouldn't hurt a flea. She doesn't say a peep. But she said, Pastor, I want to have a prayer meeting on Saturday night. Whoever wants to come can come. She said, I don't care if it's five or whoever. Look at these people. They said, You know what, Gabby? The Lord's saying that to us too. I don't know how many will be here next Saturday at seven. You can come if you want to. You can pray at home if you want to. Amen. You know what this is? This is winning. One of the reason angels are in this place is because they prayed them into this place today. Amen. One of the reasons you declared it, Brother Larmy, it's true. Did you feel the faith rise when we identified that the angelic host is in this place today? That's why people are going to get saved today. That's why people are going to repent of their sins. And there will be miracles in this house today. Amen. You may be seated. I want you to raise your hand right now if you got pain in your body. Raise your hand if you got pain. Vicky's got pain. Who else? Anita. This brother. All right, you got you got pain? You suffering? Okay. All right, you got pain, Joyce. And Elizabeth. And This sister. I'm sorry. I don't have my glasses on. What's your first name? Ruth has pain. How many believes that he's the pain takeaway? If you can stand up, if you got pain, I want you to stand up. I feel like it demands a miracle here today to show who's on the winning side. I can't heal anybody. I can't do it. But the healer is in this house. Sister Robin Sprouse, the healer is in this house. Amen. If you believe that God is here, if you believe that I'm a man of God, I want you to lift your hands if you can. Amen. God's getting ready to heal you by the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus. I command the pain to go. Hallelujah. By his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. Pain must go. It must leave your back. It must leave your thigh. It must leave your knee. It must leave your neck. Oh, come on, somebody thank him like you've got a miracle right now. Ah, Come on, somebody shout. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's thank Him for what He's doing right now. Come on, rejoice. Are you a winner? Are you serving the winning God? Yes! Come on. When we come to church, we want something to happen. When we come to church, we want to see something happen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All right, just remain standing, that's fine. I'm not sure if I'm done preaching yet or not. All right, everybody hands down. If you raise your hand that you had pain, I want you to check your body. See if the pain is gone. See if it's gone. If it's gone, I want you to testify by lifting your hand and say the pain is gone. There's one right there, there's another one. There's another one right there. There's another one right there. Come on. This is a testimony service. Back there. Pain is gone. Anybody over here? Come on. Amen. There's another one. Vicki. Anybody over here? I think about eight said the pain is gone. Come on. We're winning. We're winning. We're winning. Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Let's all stand. Let's all stand in the presence of God. Hallelujah. I want you to know the Holy Ghost works in here and it works in the narthex and it works in classrooms and the prayer room and the Holy Ghost will work wherever you go. The Holy Ghost is a go spirit. Jesus said go, go, go. My team goes my team's going out. My team is making disciples. My team is winners. Pastor preached it. Last week, the disciples came back and they were rejoicing. We won. We won. We won. Devils were subject to us. Demons were cast out. Diseases were healed. Sicknesses were cured. We're winning. We're winning. Jesus said, oh, I know. Because when I sent you out, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Amen. From heaven. When you go out, Satan falls. When you leave this house, you're on the winning team. Satan falls. I want somebody to go home today and I want you to throw the devil out of your house. I want you to go home today and I want you to kick the enemy out. I want you to say, Confusion, you are no longer in my house. My house is a house of peace. I want somebody to walk home and say, Drugs, you are not welcome here anymore. Addiction, I'm throwing you out in Jesus' name. Somebody need to walk home and throw depression out. You're winners. Anybody else that had pain? Now you realize it's gone. Raise your hand. Anybody else? I don't want to miss any test. There's, there's one more right there. Come on. Amen. That may be nothing to you, but when your pain's gone, you want somebody to shout with you. Come on. Is it real? Is it real? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is praying. He says, Father, as you sent me into the world, I send them into the world. He said, Father, I pray not that you will take them out of the world, but that you will keep them from the evil one winners are kept he's a keeper come on I said he's a keeper how many knows he's a keeper how many can testify right now he's kept me he's kept me I'm looking at people I know where you were 12 months ago and I know where you are today and I'm saying the devil's a liar and your journey is successful and Jesus Christ is a winner and because he is, he's winning in you. If you don't quit on him, he'll never quit on you. He said, I'm with you always. (laughs) The Lord spoke to me in the first service today in this very moment right here in the first service and he said you can't win without developing a heart for God. Brother T went to camp this week he came up here and he knelt I'm sorry to embarrass you T but His shoulders started shaking and tears started popping out of his eyes. And he's probably 14. I don't know, how old are you, T? 14. That first time that happened to me was when I was seven. The first time I ever felt God, I was seven! I didn't know what was going on, but I know I loved it. And like Dr. Larmy led us today in praise, I wanted more of it. I wanted more of it. I got addicted. I got addicted to the presence. What God was doing, he was teaching a seven-year-old how to develop a heart for his presence. And you either have that or you don't have that. And if you have it, use it and thank God for it. And if you don't have it, go after it. If you don't have it, let the walls down. If you don't have it, stop playing games and get it. Get it. Get a heart for God. You may not cry and sweat and yell and scream like I do. It doesn't have to be like that. Although it's pretty fun, I got to tell you. When the anointing of God, <laughs> a heart for God, why don't you just work on your heart for God right now and lift your hands. Say, God, I want to be a winner. I want to be a winner, Lord. You got to have a heart for God. Will tears come? They might. Yeah. Will you want to dance? You might. Will you want to shout? You might. Will you want to go reach lost people? Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Will you start a connect group? There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Will you teach a Bible study? If you have a heart for God, you will. Because the Holy Spirit is a missionary spirit, and it's a teaching spirit, and it wants to share the message, and it wants to reach lost people with the gospel. Hallelujah. Come on, let's do it one more time. Lift your hands, open up your mouth. Let the presence come. Let the presence come. Come on, let the feeling come. The feeling of the Holy Spirit, the feeling of the presence. Come on. Do we have any winners in the house? Would you like to come forward and say, I'm on the winning side. I'm going to impact lost people. Come on up here. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to share my faith. I'm going to tell my story. I'm going to start a connect group. I'm going to teach a Bible study. I'm going to reach lost people.